0: Welcome back to another episode of My Story, the KC Sports Network podcast where you hear the stories of the greatest players to ever put on a Chiefs uniform in their own words. I'm Marlia Campbell. Today's episode is just incredible. a story of resiliency, of hope, of hard work, and how having just one person believe in you can lead to unbelievable outcomes. I really think you're going to enjoy this one. Here's the Nigerian nightmare, Christian Okoye. My story began in Africa, of course, you know, my hometown in Nigeria, started when I was actually 14 or 15, when I was crazy um, about sports and uh, playing soccer. And um, of course, my dad always wanted me to uh, pay attention, more attention to school. Instead of playing soccer all the time, but I love soccer so much, I got in trouble so many times. Um, After school, I will not go home. I will stay out. My dad would come find me after work. And um, it it happened every single day. And my dad used to whoop my butt, you know? Um, But after some time, one of our neighbors told my dad, he says, you might want to leave that kid alone. You don't know what his future is going to be, you know? And um, but he, he did. He didn't stop him. Um, what stopped him was one of my um, very first coaches that came to my dad and said, "Listen, I'm going to come pick up your son after practice. I'll bring him home. Make sure he's home." You know. So that's what he did, and um, that's essentially what made me. Um, uh, pay more attention uh, to sports and uh, help me grow in sports and eventually started uh, representing Nigeria in track and field and then uh, I came to America because of it you know uh, my goal being to uh, make the Olympics in 84 I had never lived in you know, outside of my the region I grew up in, in Nigeria. So coming to America was a big, big change. You know, um, it was actually uh, my first time being on the airplane, you know. I was so determined to come to America when when I came that uh, my dad, didn't have the money to, to buy a plane for me, so he had to go borrow money to buy a plane ticket for me. Um, but before then, uh, I graduated from high school and I worked for um, a literary company in Nigeria um, for two years. So when I got my I-20 to go get my visa, uh, my brother, who was a taxi driver, was gonna drive me. We got in the accident on the way, and uh, he put me in a friend's, ho- a friend's car and told me to go home and tell my dad, You know, maybe another time we can go for the visa. I didn't go tell my dad. I went straight to the airport because I had my money. I, I bought a plane ticket. I got on the plane ticket and flew to, this, to Lagos to get my, to get my uh, visa. And uh, he was so mad at me because I didn't go tell my dad. And my dad didn't worry because my dad knew how the timing was. So when I came home, my dad said, um, I knew you went to Lagos. So I, that's why I didn't worry. Um, but anyway, when I came to America, um, it was so different. Um, I, have a, I had a friend um, who came a year before me from Nigeria with friends in Nigeria. And uh, he he helped me out a whole lot um, because food was different and, you know, I had to learn everything all over again and kind of find out about different kinds of food and stuff. So he helped me out on that department. Um, I ate a lot of Chinese food, you know, because it's similar to Nigerian food. And then I discovered hamburger, you know, so I ate a lot of uh, hamburger every single day Maybe that's what helped me get the weight that I needed for track and field. But uh, those kind of things were uh, the things that I had to pay attention to that helped me out to kind of transition from Nigeria to America. If you train for the Olympics, you train like your whole life, you put everything into it, you know, which I did. And um, I improved so much within the three years that I was in America. Um, well, actually, two years. Um, I worked extremely hard. I lived, to, well, I lived in the weight room, so I, I my weight went from two eighteen to like two eighty two within two years because I was in the weight room just you know pounding. I spent hours and stuff um, making sure that I have the weight, the strength, and whatever it took to make the Olympics. And I made the marks, I'm thinking that I'm gonna medal because uh, everybody that medaled in the Olympics, um, I knew all of them. You know, guys from the East Europe and uh, you know, um, Great Britain and stuff. And uh, so we competed against each other. During the summertime, i would go to Olympics. I'm in uh, Europe and compete. Thinking I was gonna make a medal. Uh, heavily disappointing, but all this time, my friends have been telling me that um, you're strong and you're fast. You should play football, but I didn't know what football was. Yeah, I'd never seen a game before, so I didn't want to, you know, take part in football. Um, but when Nigeria didn't take me to the Olympics in '84, that's when I decided I'm gonna give it a try since you know, working so hard and still didn't make the Olympics. Um, I might as well go into something else. So I went into football. What happened was um, I walked into, the, my, into my football coach's office and I, I asked him, I said, uh, Coach, I, I, I like to f- play football, would you accept me? And uh, he looked at me, he says, what position would you like to play? And uh, I didn't know any position, you know, but I remember watching the news. That year, the Raiders played against the Washington Redskins. Only 12 seconds left to play third quarter. And uh, Marcus Allen was the uh, MVP, and he reversed the field in one play and ran like 76 yards, 74 yards, and scored a touchdown. 74 yards. For Marcus Allen. I just saw that in the news and uh, I told him I said I saw this play in the news and he said oh yeah that was Marcus Allen I said what position was that he said running back I said well that's what I want to play you know I was a running back so that's how I became a running back and I told that to Marcus Allen he didn't believe me for years and years and years we're good friends now so but now he does believe me first year was, it was um, a, a, a confusing year because I, I never played football, I never watched it and then I got thrown into it, um, uh, but my teammates knowing that helped me out a whole lot, you know, not even the coaches, my teammates uh, were showing me things and helping me out with different things and showing me how to hold on to the ball and run you know with my patch low and all that stuff so and um and another thing that helped me out was that uh, i went to a small school where our offense is not that complicated you know it was simplified and um, uh, if i had gone to a bigger school then it would have been more of a problem because that would take me time to learn you know so but going to a small school kind of helped me with uh, Um, you know, simplified offense, you know, um, which actually helped me when I, you know, transitioned to the Chiefs. I remember when we went to San Francisco and played the um, University of San Francisco, and uh, Coach Reed was actually on the staff, you know, and uh, he was coaching over there, and uh, I didn't know that he told me that Later on and um, I know we just killed them. I ran the ball 43 times I remember it rained and the field was so muddy and uh, So we had to run the ball and I ran the ball a lot and um, You know, of course when I was talking to coach Reed later on he says man, we couldn't stop you You know, I said I was just in uh, you know, automatic mode, you know. They give me the ball and I was just going, you know, hoping the game is gonna be over soon because I was running the ball every play. But uh, that was a that was a fun memory, you know, knowing that Coach Reed, that was the first time I actually met him then, but I didn't remember that, you know, um, now he's like a Hall of Fame coach. It's just a strange, game to me, you know, looking at it. Uh, the first time I, I saw a football, and and I said, why do they call this football where you play with your hands? You know, it's kind of stupid. You know, soccer is football. You know, but in America, they call it soccer. You know, and then call this one football. I say it's kind of, you know, opposite. But anyway, um, but I was never used to football at all. It, it was just one of those, when I started, I, I would come back to my Dumb room, and I'm all sore and stuff, you know. And then uh, two weeks uh, standing football, I broke my thumb. Dreams does, does you know, come true, you know. Um, uh, even though I didn't dream about playing the NFL, I got thrown into it. And um, I was blessed with uh, hard work and the talent that I have. And I've always thanked God for it. Because if it wasn't for the talent and the hard work, I wouldn't be here and knowing the things that um, I needed to do and know my place uh, with my family and uh, my teammates who supported me, who helped me out. Um, I've always give thanks to them, you know, because, uh, um, you know, a lot of times when, when we have people around us, we don't listen to them, you know. Um, I teach that to kids, too, that come to my foundation, that, you know, um, sometimes you learn a lot from your friends. You know, um, you just listen, you know, just filter things, you know, because you never know where you're going to be in it tomorrow. And then I, I played two years because I started my junior year. I played two years, I graduated, and um, and then I said, OK, football is over you know, and uh, somebody came back to me and said, um, a scout, I came from Washington, D.C., says, Christian, you know, you you improved, you know, the two years you played, maybe you should go back one more year, you're eligible, go back one more year, and um, if you improve, maybe you can play in the NFL. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, if I go back and improve, I can play professionally, make enough money, I can help my family, you know? That's, that was motivation. So I went back and I, of course, I improved tremendously. And then I was invited to the Cine Bowl where I scored four touchdowns, which the record is still there. It was a big um, adjustment, of course. Um, when I got to Mobile, Alabama for the Cine Bowl, playing in college, I played with and against smaller guys. I was one of the biggest guys on the field, you know, as a running back. Uh, even the linemen, I was bigger than most of them. But when I got to move to Alabama uh, for the Senior Bowl, the guys that I played with were big. Like my linemen were like six, seven, six, eight, and, you know, most of them were over 300 pounds. I was like, wow, I never seen a human being this big before. You know, um, the only time I've seen people as big or maybe close to that uh, size was competing in a, you know, discus you know, and shot put, my opponents. And I was the whole time I was there. I was just like looking at huge, humongous, big legs and big body guys, and and with when they go down in front of me. You know, before the play is called, I was. <laughs> I was like admiring how big these guys were. But anyway, it was a big uh, transition for me. I had never seen Draft Day before, but I was, I was at my coach's office, and um, home, his home, and uh, I, he received a call, and uh, he told me, he says, you have a, a phone call, from the Chiefs, I said okay. Chiefs and the Raiders were the only ones interested, you know. And uh, they told me, says Christian, are you sure you're gonna play football? You want to play football? I said yes, I'm sure. They said, well, um, we're thinking about drafting you. Uh, what do you think about coming to Kansas City? I said, well, I would love that very much. I said that because my coach in college told me he says out of all the uniforms in the NFL, that he likes the Chiefs uniform the best. You know, so when he said that, and the Chiefs called me, I said, wow, okay, I'm going to the Chiefs then, you know? And then they called me and said, okay, we're picking you. I said, okay. My friends thought I was good. I didn't think I was good. Even since I, I, even after retiring from the Chiefs, I never thought I was good at it, you know? Throughout my career, uh, with the Chiefs, I've always thought oh, I'm going to get caught, you know, because I didn't know much of a, about football, even though I was doing well and I was a starter, I was scoring two touchdowns a game and stuff like that, you know I've always come and, you know I was thinking, people, they're going to let me go you know, so and maybe that was um, the thing that kind of kept me working hard every 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 day every game um, so I never thought I was that good at all I started actually enjoying myself uh, when I come here in the off season. I was when Barry Ward came in town. He and I became good friends, so we go to practice and then we go to lunch together and we hung out together a lot. Um, uh, I developed some friendship with a lot of, the, a lot of my teammates. You know, Jonathan Hayes, uh, who was my tight end, was a good friend. Irv Eatman was a good friend too. And Deron Cherry, Herman Heard was a running back. We became good, good friends. He's from uh, Colorado, so he will fly in during the off season, and he and I will kind of coordinate when we come in and go. Um, so some of those guys, we we will go out to dinner together. We'll go to lunch after practices in the off season. Irv Eatman, uh, my old friend Soliman, that that uh, um, we were watching films uh, after practice, and he's—I was running so hard and knocking people over, and he says, "Man, that's a nightmare." You know, blocking for you, and Bill Kenny, who was a uh, quarterback back then, uh, said, "Nigerian nightmare." You know, when Earth says that was a nightmare, he says, "Nigerian nightmare," and that kind of, you know, came together. They started calling me Nigerian nightmare. And then um, Chris Berman or ESPN came to town to interview me and some of the teammates, and, and they were calling me that. That's how it kind of blew up. I remember when we went to we went to Seattle and played the Seahawks, and um, uh, I think it was Steve Deberg or Ron Jaworski was the quarterback then, but. Um, Uh, The stadium was so noisy, you know, so loud. Um, We'll call two plays in the huddle every time. And we'll get to the line of scrimmage. And when the quarterback changes plays, he will say, red, red, red. Red is right, green, green is left. um, But I couldn't hear him, you know. So I tell tell the quarterback, I said, "Um, if you're going to change plays, give me an give me a sign, let me know which side I'm going because I cannot hear you, I'm lined up like eight eight yards behind you, you know? Uh, I don't want to scoot up because, you know, um, it would be too quick. Um, but he always forgot, always forgot. And I'll tell you, just, you know, lift your leg or scratch your ass, something, you know? Um, so at one time we got to the 11 yard line driving in to score and uh, he forgot again he called plays, checked with me plays, and um, he forgot to uh, give me the sign so I chose right so I, I went right but everybody was pulling left the player was going left you know so I, I had taken two or three steps and I came back I got the ball all the blocks had already been taking place you know and um I went through eight unblocked guys and still scored. So that's like my best run play. Joe Montana came in town. Marcus Allen came in town. And the offense changed, you know, and uh, the focus wasn't on me anymore. and. Uh, That means I had to work really hard again, and um, the offense didn't didn't really fit me, you know, Uh, because I've gotten used to being that single guy in the backfield running the ball all the time. But now we're going to throw the ball a lot, you know. So I was not really used to catching the ball much, and, and then my whole body was hurting a lot, you know. So I just went to Marty and said, ah, I don't think I'm gonna play anymore. He says, well, you are 30 years old. Why? 31. He says, you're only 31 years old. Why? You know, it's still got about three or four years to go. I said, coach, um, I never liked the game anyway. You know, so it's time for me to quit. I hated football my whole, the whole time I played football. I played football actively for 10 years total, you know, and um, I I never liked the game. I started my foundation thinking about that very first coach that came to my dad and how he helped me if it wasn't for him. I don't think I would have been in America, you know, so um, I always thought that every single human being you know, is helped by somebody, you know, talking about parents, coaches, if you play sports, teachers, you know, when you go to school, if you go to camp, you have counselors. So there's always somebody there that help you. So we're obligated to to help others. And um, so I I formed the foundation and um, knowing that I was extremely poor back home and Coach uh, Anukwa helped me, uh, Uh, I made it um, kind of an important part of my life to seek some of those kids who are poor, who are not able to go to camps, uh, to come to my camp in the summertime, you know, um, and kind of use some of my um, friends to tell them stories about how they started, you know, so that they can. You know think about their own lives and you know formulate their own ways to success you know so i thought that was extremely important to do um because there are so many kids out there that don't know where they want to be or how to set goals so somebody had to teach them them that um, hard work is everything you know um, when you want something you gotta work hard towards that Uh, if you cannot fall on your lap uh, a big example I used to tell them is um, uh, even those that win lottery they go and make the effort to buy tickets you know um, a lottery ticket will never fall on your lap you have to make an effort and go to the store and buy it and win a lottery but not everybody is able to win a lottery, so um, you have to work for everything that you want. You know that's that's why I taught my daughter you don't expect anything from anybody. You have to work for it. If you want something, work for it. Working hard is everything. You know because I jumped into something that I never I didn't know anything about, and um, I was a success at it. You know. Um, and again, that's my message to kids. Sometimes you do something that you don't like, but those are the things that kind of help you, um, in life, the most important in your life, you know, and, um, uh, football for me is a big example. So, um, making it as far as I did in football, you know, is uh, one of those things that I was be proud of. story comes full circle remember his coach from the beginning of this show his daughter um lived in chicago and i remember when he came to visit his daughter um we talked i said coach don't go back you know um he says okay, and I will stay. He says, but it's too cold over here in Chicago. Uh, I said, I'll bring you. To, I'll bring you to California. You know, so I brought him to California and uh, gave him a little job so he can uh, be, be, stay busy. Uh, so he's uh, he's having a good time. He's he's a little older now, but you know, he's happy. able to move my family away from their old home into a new place in Nigeria yeah my dad was a was very proud i'll never change a thing you know i'll do the same thing over again you know because i love soccer as much as i did and things just happened the way it happened i think that's how god wanted it to happen you know so because of my love for soccer, um, I, that's why I'm here. You know, if I didn't play soccer at all, I wouldn't be here. You know, but I love the game so much that um, I got in trouble for it with my dad. He woke my butt every day until he stopped, you know, and then I ended up making him proud.